Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys toward wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s, and Erica went through a sustained weight loss and self-love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are now certified integrative nutrition health coaches, and together with our community, we are learning to live our best lives by telling one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys, and by talking about them and sharing personal stories of real people, we aim to destigmatize the process. Join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. Happy Wellness Wednesday. On this episode of the podcast, we welcome Candace Puthawala, founder of Beauty Bar Chocolate. Beauty Bar Chocolate is a sugar-free raw chocolate bar that helps relieve stress, fights fatigue, and balances hormones, all while giving your skin that natural spa glow. It is made with hand-selected superfoods, adaptogens, and pearl collagen, and it is delicious. Candace's journey to her own chocolate beauty brand was far from linear. As a single mother who worked in the fashion industry for over 18 years, Candace ended up burnt out and plagued with severe chronic illness. Living a life of constant high stress led her to experience inflammation, candida, thyroid issues, and anxiety. In order to heal, Candace left the fashion world and decided to change her life, starting with her diet. Her complete mind, body, and soul transformation, which she details on the episode of the podcast, not only healed her chronic ailments, but led her to create Beauty Bar. On this episode, we have a dialogue about her transformation from her career to her health and to where she is now. You will definitely be inspired by Candace's courageous journey. We have an exciting new discount for our listeners with Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic offers superfood coffee and elixirs to upgrade your daily routine. The powerful antioxidants, antiviral effects, and immune-boosting properties of mushrooms transform your cup of joe from an energy-boosting treat to a health-enhancing choice. Along with mushroom coffee, Four Sigmatic also offers mushroom elixirs, mushroom hot cocos, and other shroom-filled products. Erica uses the lion's mane in her morning superfood coffee, and even though I hate mushrooms, I absolutely love the products, especially the matcha latte powder, which contains myataki mushrooms and adaptogens. For 10% off Four Sigmatic products, visit foursigmatic.com and use the code COURAGEOUS at checkout, and there's also a direct link in our show notes. Candace, welcome and thank you for joining us today. Um, we'd love to get started and hear a little bit about your evolution from working in the fashion industry, which I know you were in for many years, and how that led you to make some major lifestyle changes um, and into the work that you do currently. So if you'd love to start us out with that, that'd be great. Well, good morning, ladies. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Um, my story is pretty big. And I, from going from fashion to chocolate, you, I would never, if you, you, I couldn't even guess in my wildest dreams that I would go from fashion to chocolate. 
Um, it's really funny because I never really liked chocolate before. And as a child, and in fact, I hated it. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, it's really crazy. And that's why when my good friends now, they, they think it's hysterical. They're like, wow, like you're, you know, the chocolate guru. <laughs> so I started um, when I was 19 years old. I was a young mom. I had my daughter and I'd always wanted to be in the fashion industry. And I went and took a loan out when she was about six months old. And I went to the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in downtown Los Angeles. So it was a dream come true for me. And having a young daughter, being a young mom, really gave me inspiration to give her a good lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't want to um, just give up. And that's what a lot of people just thought I would do. I got a lot of negativity being told that I, you know, to give up my dreams, believe it or not. It's kind of crazy. And so I kind of was like a secret F you to everybody. I'm like, I will show everybody because I can do whatever I want to do. And I didn't come from money. I didn't come from like, you know, my parents, you know, being able to help me. So I had to get very resourceful. Um, I took out loans. I lived with um, Clarissa's grandparents. And her, her dad was my high school boyfriend, my first boyfriend. And, you know, when you're 15, it's, you know, your taste buds change and you grow up. And so we split up, but I still stayed at his parents' house while I went to college. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It was very difficult though, too, because he would like sleep in another room and, you know, (laughs) it was just very like so uncomfortable for me, but I knew it was like, just get this done and you can give Clarissa a good lifestyle. Um, and I got it done in a year and a half. I was very motivated during that time. I was interning, um, so I would go to school for like 10 hours in one day because I was doubling up like all of my classes, and I would go in style like later, like from like 8 o'clock till like midnight, and I would come home and do projects till 3, 4 in the morning. Wow. Yeah. And I, yeah, it's crazy. I was living on Red Bull. That was the year Red Bull came out. This was the beginning of like my adrenal fatigue and my body starting to break down. I look back going... I wonder why my body broke down. Right. <laughs> yeah. So can you talk to us a little bit about that breakdown, right? So you're, yeah. and, and how you got to that point, like what you were doing to your body to get to that breakdown. Yeah. So I went into the fashion industry. I had a job within a week after graduating college. I was motivated. Yeah. That's very, like, very motivated. Yeah. And, you know, it took a couple tries, a couple different jobs, but I found my way into the sales part, wholesale. So eventually, um, I, you know, I worked for some big brands. I worked for free people for several years. That was sort of my stepping stone, mm-hmm. you know, and I had to deal with a lot of like terrible, awful yeah. human beings that I had to work for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to grow thick skin in that industry. And also being a young mom, I wanted to show everybody like I can do this um, because being in that industry, like having a family is actually negative, especially back then. Yeah. Do you feel like... Um Especially back then, I feel like at least this is sort of the perception, but the culture of the fashion industry, maybe it's changed a little bit. I'm not quite sure, <laughs> but maybe not. But um, it's pretty cutthroat. Yeah, it hasn't changed. Okay. <laughs> it's, it really hasn't changed. I mean, I think maybe having a family, it's changed in the aspect. Like, I don't think bu- like business was really, um, people were like, the businesses were booming a lot more back then. There was a lot more money to be made. But it was always cutthroat. If anything, it's probably worse now because people are, you know, trying to make money and there's just so much competition. Um, but I was always in this like 
you know, race to become very successful. I was very motivated while all my friends were in college going to parties. I was like in a career, you know, at 21 living on, you know, my own with my daughter. Um, and so I just was always, so that lasted for about 19 years. I was in the fashion industry. Wow. That's a long, that's a long run. Yeah. And doing it also as a single mom, that's, that's couldn't have been easy. No, it wasn't. I mean, I met my husband about halfway through, like maybe I was like 11 years in, 12 years in or something, but yeah, I mean, it was really, you know, trying to juggle. Like I always say I was running in high heels with like lots of bags in my hand and my daughter running behind me. Mm -hmm. Like, like to this day, she walks really fast. I'm like, hurry up. (laughs) You know, I, I wonder too, like this was your dream, right? And this is what you worked so hard for, but you know, obviously, right. We're going to get to there was a catalyst that forced you to make a change. But even when you were in it for 19 years, like what was your happiness level like? You know, because I feel like so many times we chase this dream that and then we're just kind of okay with I'm not happy. all. Excuse me. I'm not happy all the time. So how was your happiness level through the 19 years or did it ebb and flow or, you know, where was your happiness? Yeah, no, it is a good question. So I always say what kind of like, I think why I held on for so long, I'd always been a spiritual person. Um, I was always into like meditation and writing. Like I was always about like writing letters to the universe. And in the evening I would put Clarissa to bed and that was sort of my time to like unwind. And I put candles on everywhere and do like my little yoga meditation and just kind of like I was always into like dreaming about and manifesting my future. Mm. And I also have always been a very, I've had a lot of trauma and a lot of like insane mountains to climb. Um, And I've been the kind of person like the glass is always half full. I think that's like my, my like mechanism for like survival. Um, Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You look like you can relate to that. Yeah, I I can. We, I think Erica and I both, and we've shared on the podcast, you know, we've both, um, listen, everybody has struggles and we've been very privileged in a lot of ways to have families and, and at times certain resources available to us. But, um, yeah, I think when, you know, we've both had, even in, in our twenties, sort of, even just in the health, um, in our health journeys, like my cancer diagnosis and, and her sort of intense weight loss, body transformation, emotional transformation through that, it's, um, you know, sometimes, the obstacles that can come along actually point you into the point of um, like what, what ultimately is going to serve your life the best. And I agree. I think something that has helped me, I, I can relate to having that sort of like positive, like just internal, some sort of internal strength that's always lived in me. That's like, it propels me forward or I'm like, I'm going to choose, not like choose positivity, but I think it's interesting that you say during that time you were writing and manifesting and, and putting those intentions out there. Cause the more I learn and the more people come on the podcast, that seems to be like something that a lot of people who are successful do, you know, for their mental health and to manifest their, their dreams. Yeah. And I hid that part of myself. So I was always an artist to begin with. I was always sewing clothes up as a child and creating in the kitchen And I shoved that part down because I'm like, I have to be all business, put a roof over my daughter's head. And it was such a serious world. I did have a lot of fun, though. I will say there was, you know, a time where I'd walk around and be like, I'm in the fashion industry. Like, I'm awesome. And I was real. I would I would work till midnight almost every day. Like, I thought it was cool to be able to respond to my boss at midnight and be like, yep, I'm still up. Like, 
I'm in it. And I had some amazing jobs. I traveled the world. I used to go to Italy all the time for a huge Italian brand. I mean, I've worked, I got all of my dream jobs and those were all incredible things that had happened because I just put, you know, myself out there and, um, I made it happen. But I will say the last decade, I always envisioned one day I would go out in the world and inspire people like women in particular and do something that was like my take too. like, I always said one day I'm going to be a writer or a speaker or do something. And the last 10 years of my, um, of my career was really difficult because I felt sad all the time. I was always trying to figure out, um, I mean, I didn't like, I was a very happy person, but there was the part about my job made me really sad and frustrated because I missed a lot of my life. Like I couldn't go on field trips. I actually missed, um, funerals. I was told I can't go to my high school reunion you know, because I had to go set up for a trade show. I mean, like normal, basic life stuff. Like I missed a whole lot. Mm -hmm. And so the last three years, like three years before I left, um, I became so burned out. Like I was drinking a lot of alcohol more than I'd ever been drinking. Cause that industry, you just drink mm -hmm. and then you don't really eat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you drink your calories. <laughs> yeah. Like the champagne, we used to call it champagne and fries diet because somehow fries are like, if you split it with like three or four girls, like it's fat free, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, and you know, and I, I would work out like crazy. Everything I did was just so extreme. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I did have these soft parts where I'm like, I'm going to get a massage because I like, there would be weeks I would get four massages in a week. I go to the massage place. I'm not kidding. Cause oh, I would be, it was like my way, like of like soothing my, like calming my nerves. Um, and so I started to, I went and got a B12 shot one time and I was doing like all this like hot yoga. And right after the B12 shot, I started getting really dizzy and it lasted all day. I was like, whoa, I feel kind of like high and out of it. And my girlfriend who went with me, I'm like, do you feel weird? She's like, no, not at all. The next morning I'm like, things are moving. And I'm thinking like, I don't know what's going on, but I went and worked out the next day. It's still happening. So I went and saw a doctor. They're like, this isn't, they're like, oh, maybe it's a vertigo. Saw an, an Asian doctor. He did like some, some like the needle work on me, mm -hmm. um, acupuncture. And then it went on the next day, and then I had a friend going, oh, you can go see this doctor and that doctor. So finally, I went to um, this, like, I guess he would, like, specialized in um, vertigo. Mm -hmm. So I went to him, and I didn't have health insurance at the time because I had my own business. And I thought, oh, you know, like, I'm young, I'm healthy, like, I don't need insurance right now. Like, that's an extra cost in my business I don't need. Right. You know, and it's quite expensive. Um, and so I go in, and the doctor was just like looked at me. It was like a scary moment. He's like, you don't have vertigo and I'm concerned that it's your brain and you need to go see a neurologist and you need to see them now. Wow. And I'll Whoa. call somebody right now. Like I have a good doctor for you. It was like, okay. So I call my husband. I'm like, great. The one time I don't have health insurance, like yeah. this is just wonderful. But I was so scared. But again, I always have that mentality like, okay, like everything will be fine. Um, so I went and did all these MRIs and was told that I had like an attack on my brain. It was this like vertigo night stagmus. So my eyes were kind of like bouncing. Like if you looked at them, they were kind of bouncing the opposite way that they're supposed to be. And so she was saying that's like an, an attack. And that's like, you have to have two attacks in order to have like be diagnosed with MS. But she's like, you pretty much like have MS, like is what this is what it's leading up to. And my fingers were like really swollen all the time, especially my left pinky. In the middle of the night, like I would feel like someone took a hammer to my, like it all just started really coming out. It was like, that's when my body really kind of 
my, especially all the symptoms, it was just like, my body was just didn't, was not happy. That's wild. And that's gotta be really scary. Yeah. It went on for a few weeks. Like I couldn't even drive. That's when I, I just went into business for myself, um, because I had a partner. I was in business for already for many years, but I went into business for myself because, um, I kept thinking like, okay, it's just going to get better with less like crazy people. I started bringing on like workout brands. I'm like, oh, I love working out. Like maybe that will be happier. And I hired an assistant to drive me to appointments I could barely see. And I was at LA Fashion Week and Market. Um, and my eyes were bulging out trying to focus in the middle of like, I had to like lie to everyone. Like, I feel great because I didn't want to like, they would like fire me. Um, and I remember I was working with like one of my biggest accounts, Revolve Clothing. And I had to leave right after that to go get like, um, it's like the needle that goes up your back. It's a spinal tap. Spinal tap. Yeah. yeah. And so I did that. And then so I went and got a second and third opinion. Um, but I had like I had needle like like pins and needles on my t- feet. And then eventually like my vision started coming back. But then I was told like I had rheumatoid arthritis. Then it was lupus. So basically no one knew. And then I would just ignore. So I went with the RA because I was like, okay, I do have the inflammation. I had two MS doctors say, no, you do not have this. But um, so, and I kept getting like shots in my fingers and it wasn't helping. I got on medication, wasn't helping. And it was funny because I kept asking the doctors, like, does it matter what I eat? Does it matter if I drink alcohol? She's like, no. She's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It was bizarre. It's so frustrating. Like, it's so, and of course there are great doctors out there and everyone should seek medical treatment, of you know, course. when they, they need to, but it is so frustrating, right? That, that the doctors couldn't agree on what you have in the first place. And then they're telling you the food, alcohol, whatever that you're putting in your body is not make, it's not going to make a difference, but that's so crazy, right? Because they're, they say a pill will make a difference, right? Oh, yeah. A pill will make a difference, but food won't make. So it's like, you and it didn't in- even help. And they wanted to put me on, she's like, you need something higher. It's what cancer patients take and you might lose your hair. And I'm sorry, you can't tell a girl she's going to like start losing her hair. I'm like already like, I, no. <laughs> I looked so at her, scary. I looked at her and I just said, and she was a great doctor. I mean, I was in the best care here in Santa Monica. I was thinking like, I just knew internally this has to be stress. Like this can't be right. I looked at her and I said, I'm not taking any more medication. I'm getting to the root of this and I'm not like ever coming back here. And I walked out of there and I felt so upset because I, but I also felt empowered because I, I couldn't ignore, I would just ignore my, I would show all my girlfriends when I would be on the road with them working, it would be like three times the size. And that was always my indication would be so swollen and it was literally black and blue. And I couldn't ignore it any longer. I was like, I have to get to the root of this. I don't feel well. And I had always worked out. I always ate healthy. I always, I've always been like a granny and I go to bed at like 9 PM or whatever. That's like, I'm an early bird. Like I've slept like nine hours a night. Um, and eventually what was that? Like two years after that, I held on for two more years, believe it or not. That last year was horrible. So do you think, cause at this point you're saying like your lifestyle had changed in the sense that when you were much younger in the industry, you would stay up all night, blah, 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 like burn the candle kind of thing. And then you've moved to a place where you were like going to bed early, yeah. eating health, more healthfully, those things. But do you think it was ultimately like stress? Like what was that thing that yeah. when you chose to leave that you think 
was able to help you transform it or change it. So when I was in college, that was the only time in my life where I would stay up till like two, three in the morning, several days a week, just like, cause I was getting it all done. I was like super fired up and motivated. And plus I didn't want to live at my ex-boyfriend's parents' house. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I need to, I need to be on my own and be in the fashion world And my whole life, like I was raised, like going to bed at like seven, my parents would make me go to bed early because my dad had to get up at midnight for work. He was the milkman. Not even kidding. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. That's a whole other podcast, but, (laughs) but I, so I've always had that innate in me to like go to bed early. Um, so yes, I went back to that, um, after I, you know, I moved out on my own and of course, you know, I have to put my daughter to bed. Um, and just always being on the fast and furious, never slowing down, um, you know, always, and I talked really negatively to myself, you know, I was always putting myself down. That was normal in the fashion world. You put yourself down, you put others down. And then I struggled with that because then I go home and tried to like be kind. I would try so hard. Um, and then that last year I barely held on. Um, I was crying all of the time. I couldn't find any happiness. I would think about, I would literally work anywhere than what I do now. Like I'll work at a taco shop. Like I know I could do that. Like I'll open up my own vegan taco stand on the corner of my street. I'd rather do that than what I'm doing now. That's how bad it got. Yeah. And what, so what was your, your diet like while this was all happening? Right. Cause they kept telling you it's not food. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about the food you're eating. So do you think it was like typical standard American diet or what, what was. So I was vegan for a very long time, probably for almost like. 10 years, but then maybe I, sometimes I would eat fish. I was, um, I always ate really clean. Like everyone would come to me in the fashion world. They're like, you know, first they loved all my beauty tricks and then they would love all my food. So I always ate foods that like, oh, this will make my skin glow. So I want to eat this. But the one thing I was missing, I never, I didn't like to eat too much fat. I went through a period. I was always trying things. So I went macrobiotic for a while. And then I went, you know, very vegan and with like no oil, no fat, like everything was dry and like falling apart and gross. Right. Mm-hmm. So like I and I just wouldn't eat enough. Yeah. And so I was hungry all the time. And I would tell myself, oh, it's because I have fast metabolism. Like I would get super low blood sugar and I drank a lot of alcohol. Like and it was normal in that world, yeah. like go through several right. bottles of champagne, like no big deal. Yeah. So when what was the catalyst then for you to leave? So it was that last year, um, I couldn't do it anymore. Like I didn't even have the strength to even look at another buyer. Um, and so finally my husband, like he just saw, like, I mean, my, I was just completely broken and run down. Like I had fired all, I fired my employees. I fired a bunch of my brands. I went down to one brand that last year because I thought it was like, oh, I'll keep my biggest brand. Maybe I can do that. And finally he said, you know, with, you know, I'll support you you know, just leave, like be done. And I think I was always waiting for him to say that too. I've worked since I was like 12 years old right? and I was scared to not work. Um, but I also knew like I was going to die, like I was going to be laying in bed soon and not being able to get out. So I quit. Um, and I never felt more alive that day or crazy, (laughs) but it was like, I was freed from this fashion prison. I used to call it a prison all the time. I'm like, I'm in prison. Wow. Well, I think that's why, you know, I I asked the happiness question originally is because I think we get stuck, right? Like in, but this is who I am and it's not who you are. It was just what you do and what your passion is, was, but we're humans that are able yeah. to evolve and we can't keep ourselves in a box, especially when our I health lived is in being a box compromised. for most of it. And that's the thing is I, I felt that I always like I, I shine really bright. I'm very like 
fun and outgoing and positive and spiritual. And it was a little bit much for the fashion world. So I always like shoved that part down. And like, I had a Mm. few good friends that like, I can share stuff like this with like, Ooh, you're manifesting powers (laughs) and witchy powers or whatever. But like, I think now it's like more normal to talk about. Yeah, but for sure. It, back then, like my friends, like they were under, they like I like to talk about things under the surface. They were like above the surface and not all of them. Like some of them are still my close friends, but I lost a lot of friendships. It was a hard transition for me, but I wanted to start living more authentic. I signed up for Toastmasters. I started going to woman's circles. This is right after I left fashion. Like I went straight to it. I didn't even lay in bed. I was like, I was like, I, I need to figure out my next move. Like, what am I doing? Signed up for IIN. Yeah, I started which meeting. we're both doing. Yay! Yeah, it's, we're really It changed excited. my life. It got to the root of it. I started working with an integrative doctor mm-hmm. here in Los Angeles, down the street from here, and she helped me get to the root. She said, Candace, this is all from stress. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, like I would have said to leave your career. That's like the biggest thing people need to do. And the first thing she said is you need to calm it all down. Mm-hmm. I was like, but if I do that, I'm just going to sleep. She's like, that's probably what you need. And like, you're going to see, you're going to end up having more energy, and be more focused by having this like calm calmness. I'm so glad you're speaking to that because, you know, we cover a bunch of different topics sort of yeah. in the health and wellness world on the show. But stress, I feel like is kind of under spoken about and such a massive component to our health. If, if not one of the biggest, I'm, I'm absolutely convinced. And it's like, if, um, you can, you know, you can eat all the right stuff and, and, you know, exercise and meditate and all this stuff. But like, if that practice, say that whatever your spiritual practices or whatever, or the, the food that you're eating, if like, if it's not actually having the effect on your nervous system. Like I don't, I don't think people understand what happens physiologically to the body when it's under an enormous amount of stress and how career and how relationships and all the things like all they talk about, like primary food and IIN, right? Like all those other things that are not just like the food and the exercise. Um, If that, that can have an enormous effect on our health if not like the biggest component, in my opinion, that's obviously opinion yeah. based, but from what I hear and see. And so I'm glad that you're sort of speaking to that because that's real. Yeah. yeah. I mean, here I am three years later. So I left that world three years ago and I just thought I'm doing life different because it's going to pass me by and I'm going to be older, like an old lady. And am I, I'm going to wish that I've like, when do I start living this, like living an authentic, you yeah. know, kind of a way. And I need to start using my voice. And I knew that like I was just had so much pain inside from shoving myself down and just being so mean to myself. So I went back to therapy. I've always been into therapy. That has been another big thing in my twenties. I went, I went in my thirties and now, you know, I'm 40. Like I have gone back and it's super empowering and it really helps with like my inner peace. And like, I realize now three years later, my gosh, like I've been able to reverse all of my um, inflammation, which I never thought because I was just in pain all the time that I thought I was just going to have to live like that. Mm. I was able to reverse that. I've been able to reverse a lot of things like, you know, it's just like layers, like an onion peel. Right. And when I went, I went sugar, I was healing from candida. I had a bad case of candida, you know, SIBO, um, which I'm still healing and just all these like gut health issues from years of stress, you know, being on birth control pill, you know, drinking alcohol, running around like all of this stuff and then emotions we store in our stomach. Yeah. So I have a lot of digestive issues that I've been healing and it's mainly been healing from just like speaking and using my voice. And like, I used to not think that 
you know, it was like, oh, it's just like more diet. And I'm like, no, it's really like we don't give it enough credit. We hold all these emotions and it takes time. You know, it doesn't happen overnight. We want to take a quick moment away from this episode to tell you about today's sponsor, Beekeepers Naturals. Beekeepers Naturals is a wellness company specializing in innovative nutraceuticals made from healing hive compounds and plant-based ingredients. Their mission is to improve people's health naturally and save the bees. Erica and I love these products and have been using them since December when CEO and founder Carly Stein was featured on the podcast. I use their bee pollen in my smoothies and love the superfood cacao honey, but my favorite is the bee chill hemp honey. It delivers a powerful 28 milligrams of hemp oil per teaspoon so that you can find your bliss. Made with USA grown hemp, it is non-psychoactive and contains 0% THC. I take it most evenings before bed or after a long day at work to completely relax and sleep through the night. It also curbs my sweet tooth since it is so delicious. What about you? Well, you know I love the propolis spray more than anything, but I also love the Bee Elixir Brain Fuel. It's a caffeine-free liquid vial with ingredients like ginkgo biloba and royal jelly that is really great for fighting brain fog and enhancing focus and concentration without any jitters. If you want to try Beekeepers Naturals, you can receive 15% off your Beekeepers Naturals order by using the code COURAGEOUSWELLNESS all one word at checkout or visit beekeepersnaturals.com slash courageous wellness. And you can also find that direct link in our show notes. Now back to the episode. So can you talk to us about how you started healing? What was that process like? And I'm sure it was really hard to do. So yeah. Yeah, I welcomed it 100%. I mean, I'm someone who, you know, I'm like, I will do anything to feel better. So I started my motto at that time was, you know, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And that was like one of my first speeches at Toastmasters. And that's really where I started to find my voice. Um, So I first, of course, dietary, I started adding fats to my diet, um, which you keep hearing, you know, you hear everyone talk about it now. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It was so, it was, we talk about this a lot where it's like everybody who like lived through the eighties and nineties was like conditioned to think it was terrible. Oh yeah. And then I added collagen, like my doctor really wanted me to bring in meat and I just kind of cringe. I'm like, okay, I can maybe do an egg. Like I haven't had an egg in 12 years. And when I first started eating eggs, I'm not even kidding you. I was eating like six eggs a day (laughs) for like two months straight. My husband was like, uh, I don't know if this is like, I'm like, I couldn't get enough. It was like my body needed it. Now I don't, I mean, it's like, you know, a few times a week now I don't crave it as much, but it was like, I couldn't get enough. And all of a sudden I was like full longer. I wasn't low blood sugar anymore. And then I was eating like all these good fats in my diet. I was drinking, like, I really wasn't drinking alcohol anymore. Like I really minimized that and I removed sugars Mm -hmm. and I started doing adaptogens. My teacher taught me about that or my, my doctor taught me about that. And that's before like it became, you know, like now you see it more places. Then I started getting into chocolate when I went sugar-free. Like I went crazy for it. Like I was losing my mind on the candida cleanse. Um, And I'd never been a sugar addict, I thought. But like all that vegan food and all these foods were like transport, like turning into sugars. And that's why I was getting low blood sugar and all that alcohol giving me low blood sugar. Right. Yeah. Well, and so it's interesting because you said you didn't like chocolate when you were a kid. So 
was it that like, oh, you were on off all sugar and you wanted something and was it the richness of chocolate? Like what drew you to the chocolate? I don't even know. Like I just was drawn to it. Like I'd never been drawn to it in my entire life. I went scouring like Air One and Co-op and all these stores and I kept trying all the sugar-free chocolate. I'm like, this is gross. This is disgusting. Like actually this one has like horrible like things in it. It's not even like a healthy and I kept thinking, you know, and I also was like trying to figure out when I was at IA and like, what I want, what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. I knew I didn't want to be a health coach. Wholesale was my background. I knew I was like, I really want to create a product, but I didn't know what it was. I was like, maybe I'll do vegan cheeses because, you know, after um, IIN, I went to culinary school. I went right. to Matthew Kenny Culinary and that's where I was taught how to make legit, like amazing chocolate. And then in order to graduate, you had to come up with a brand I created it within five minutes. Wow. It just literally flew through me. Like it just flowed through me. Like, um, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a chocolate brand. I'm going to have adaptogens and uh, pearl collagen. And I want the box to look like little Parisian soap boxes. It's going to be called beauty bar chocolate. It's going to be sort of my like fashion meets wellness background. And it's like beauty foods, like beauty from within, which because in the fashion world, it was all about beauty from the outside. And I, I couldn't live like that anymore. And I also wanted to teach people how to like, you know, going, you know, having eliminating sugars could be okay. And now I've gone down this deep rabbit hole of chocolate world and it's crazy. Like cacao is actually super grounding, super, super powerful, like very, it gives you a lot of energy while yet being grounded Mm -hmm. and being grounded. I used to think was like a hippie term. I was like, Oh God, like, you know, like, Oh, be grounded. And now I know it's been my number one, like, it's sort of like this next layer that I've been working on for this past year. And it's probably something I'm going to have to work on for my whole life. I really struggle with being grounded. Mm-hmm. I want to drink coffee, like pretty much all going in the fa- through the fashion world. I was always into, you know, drinking coffee nonstop. I was doing, I remember it was like Zan- Zenadrin. It was like that, like for diets. Oh, yeah. I went yeah. on Adderall for a year just for the energy. Mm-hmm. And I think like, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, oh my gosh, I was on Adderall for a year. Mm-hmm. And the doctors just gave it to me because they're like, oh, honey, you're like not doing well in your life. Like, you know, this will give you energy and like wow. focus. Because I used to think I was ADD and I was like, I was like Requiem for a Dream, that movie where the yeah. older lady is like going through. And I just always wanted to be like this upper, 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 like all this energy and like that's not being grounded. Yeah. And I didn't know that's where all my anxiety because I deal with a lot of anxiety. So I have to keep grounding, grounding, grounding. So Beauty Bar Chocolate is about peace from within and, you know, really calming it down. So it's more of a lifestyle, you know, than just chocolate. Yeah. I, I'm also curious, too, because we we love your chocolate and we're so excited to uh, dive into it. But how long after you you started, right, working with the right, the right integrative doctors and, you know, changing up your diet and grounding yourself. How long did it take for you to start feeling better and seeing changes? Well, I will say like when I quit my career, I instantly felt better, like I, like a huge yeah. weight. And I never like to this day, like I'll have nightmares that I'm working in a showroom. And in my dream, I'm like, I'm like half clothed and naked. And I'm like, no, I don't work in this industry, please. Um, so that, and then it took me Gosh, I mean, I think I would say within a year, the inflammation really got like it was really starting to like reverse. Mm-hmm. And it was me. And she told me and even my therapist, like Candace, because I started seeing my therapist around the same time. She's like, you know, you're going to reverse this inflammation just by talking. She's like, I've seen it with many people. 
it's a lot of things that we hold within us. And I thought it was kind of BS. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. It's going to probably be more like, you know, the stuff that I'm working on my integrative doctor with, but sure enough, mixed with all of that, it was just like starting to live and say the things that are in my heart and speaking in a different way, really not a different way, speaking from like who I am and not holding back has really like made me start feeling better. So, and then like the first year, yes, I started to really eliminate that inflammation. I started to kind of relax a little bit the second year. And I also brought back my creativity, which really like I was channeling in my 18 year old self. Like I kept saying, like, I want her back. Like she was writing poetry and going to poetry readings with her fake glasses and like wearing all these crazy clothes. And like, I used to call myself a free spirit, but I'm like, I need to be her, but like grounded. And you know, and I, so it came back when I went to culinary school and I designed beauty bar chocolate. I was so scared to share that with the world, but I will say like, yeah, one year, then two year, like it's all like, yeah, every day I just felt better. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I'm glad you asked that question about the time frame because I think we're often thought, um, how do I say this in our culture? We're often taught that, uh, there's like an immediate, there needs to be an immediate fix for things, yeah. right? Like a pill to take and it'll go away or that kind of thing. But that obviously is not true. No. And and a year is a long time, but it's not a long time in the course of your yeah. life. And I wasn't perfect after that either. Right. But it's also like, sometimes it takes, you know, Erica always says it's like not what you do, um, it's what you do most of the time, not what you do all of the time. And so like, the idea that slowly but cumulatively these changes can really have an effect on, on the way you feel and over yeah. the course of your and like, you know, daily what, life. You know, uh, um, IIN, what they say is like these small changes, you, you know, you have big changes, right? Um, equals to big changes in your life. And it's true. And of course, part of me wanted to speed up that process. But every time I tried doing that, I would get really ill again. Like I, cause I've, I deal with adrenal fatigue. I've been healing my adrenals. I would get super tired. I would cry because I'm like, I don't want to sleep. Like, I'm a loser. And I would go into therapy. She's like, you know, you're not a loser. Like, you're just tired. So I've been learning to kind of rewire the way that I speak to myself. I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know what? You're just tired and it's okay. Like, you may need to just sleep and not work, you know, as hard of what you're doing um, this week. And slowly but surely, like, you know, and now I'm I'm working on my digestive system. And I'm working on, again, just calming everything down and really just trying to find that balance. Um you know, while running a business and also having that like inner peace, like it is really a struggle, but I will be working on this for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I think your story is really, um, relevant for a lot of people. You know, I think it's like, we think that the choices we make, I don't mean literally like from what we put in our mouths, but from just everything, from the way we choose to do our days and our, and our careers and our, that, you know, we're taught like that, that rat race is somehow makes you better or higher achieving. And in a way, sometimes it's like learning to rest or learning to sleep and let your body sort of, um, you know, just rejuvenate itself absolutely makes you ultimately more productive like and it the makes working, your skin glow too it does and <laughs> your let's go into your chocolate because your chocolate also makes your skin glow oh, yeah. and it's also delicious so you definitely have two fans in me and erica oh you girls are cutie pies yeah, yes we love it my but, so i decided to use so the ingredients my first bar that i launched is the pink floral one and i added rhodiola i use sun potion adaptogens mm. My favorite brands. I put very high quality ingredients in this. Um, 
So I use rhodiola, which has really helped me. It helps balance hormones. It gives you, I call it peaceful energy, Mm -hmm. which is like a really cool thing. Um, And then I added pearl collagen. So I'm like, how beautiful, like ground up pearls, like Cleopatra used to use that back in her (laughs) days. Like I found that out recently. I'm like, that's so cool. Um, And then I use Lakanto monk fruit sweetener and I use a very high quality um, cacao paste and cacao butter which isn't dairy. So I get asked all the time, like it says butter, but no dairy, but it's the fat from cacao. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was like a whole project in itself, right? Like trying to figure out how to launch this, how to get the bar produced and how, and you know, and I went through all these process, like it's really, again, like teaching me to be grounded and really try to be patient because you don't get just what you want, like overnight. So Mm -hmm. it's been a process and I've learned so much along the way because I, I didn't know anything about the food world. And I launched it last, um, about a year and a half ago, February, the end of January, beginning of February. And I was super scared. And one of my best friends, Jessica, who we were talking about earlier from Body Bliss by Jess, um, she really pushed me. And it really made sense because I'm like, this is so cool. I get to work with all my health coach girlfriends. Um, I get to do my public speaking, which I wanted to like really go out and, you know, you know, teach others, like, you know, tell them my story, like help inspire others to kind of live in a different way. And I get to, and I love sailing and I'm like, here's an amazing product and this will really help you sort of like ground you and also like trade out your daily coffee or your daily sugar treat. Um, and then the second bar, um, I launched, um, a few months back and that's like a hemp derived, it's CBD hemp derived. Um, and that works like an adaptogen that actually helps with inflammation. It could help with pain. It could help with anxiety. It's very subtle. So there's a hundred milligrams in that one. And I use a brand called little Britain's they're actually, it's really interesting enough. My girlfriend, Nikki, who was my, like, um, one of my partner in crimes in the fashion world, she, she just left the fashion industry and partnered up and she's, um, now, um, an owner of little Britons and they're in a phenomenal, like, um, hemp and CBD company. They have all these like different lotions. And I really got into it because I did everything I could to bring down that inflammation and CBD really helped me. Um, and so this is just like a nice treat to have, any time of the day. And it's very subtle. Like all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I feel like chill, but not like, you don't feel like out of it by any means or tired. Right. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I love both of your chocolates, but I love the CBD one and I took, um, I have, I have anxiety. (laughs) So, which I've talked about at length on this podcast, but, um, I, I hate airports. I don't know anybody who actually enjoys the I only airport. like airports if I'm like flying like on vacation somewhere and maybe I'm first class because <laughs> yeah. that happens every now and then and then I'm fine. I'm like. <laughs> yes. And I just, I just did. It's the only way I like yeah, it. Yeah. But I just. And like, there's the no security lines. lines. Yeah. I just, I'm not. I don't blame you. They're horrible. Once I'm on the plane for the well, most part. Well, you get part, haggled with like, I don't know about you if you yeah. bring a lot of stuff with you. <laughs> really get haggled with all my no, stuff. Completely. So I, I had your chocolate before my flight and I was so, I even looked at my husband and, and he was like, you're so calm. Like usually I'm just that. a little agitated or like annoyed or like snippy. And I was so calm until takeoff. And I was like, it's the chocolate. I, <laughs> I love it. I, it's the chocolate. Okay, I need to get your, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I will write a review yeah, on the website get your testimonial. about the chocolate. Because that's what I do here a lot. And I made sure, because I, I wanted to make sure not all CBD is created equal. I, 
And my new boxes have to say reflect hemp. So some people get confused because you can't put CBD on the patents like from the health department. So that's another thing. So you'll start seeing everything says hemp now. Oh, interesting. We confusing. did do an episode on with Sagely Naturals on CBD. And oh, they, I love them, by yeah, the way. I great. use all their lotions. Yeah, they're I awesome. But like she was saying, there's like very specific sort of regulations. In yeah. So until for the meantime, but it will change. Okay. Um, I haven't had to shoot through too many hoops because I'm not a CBD company. It's right. an ingredient I use and I believe in. So like everything I use... Um, you know, I've used personally and I'm like, I really like this and I'm going to be launching a third bar any woo, second. Woo. It's a dream bar. It? Yes. Ooh, dream bar. So I'm going to do a milk chocolate. I'm playing with this coconut milk powder from Laird's. Um, I don't know if you know Laird Hamilton. He's like a famous surfer. He has his own brand. Oh yeah. Um, of coconut milk powder. Cause all the, a lot of the coconut milk powders out there have like sugars and stuff in it. And Anyways, I would love to support their brand and their huge fans of Beauty Bar Chocolate. So, um, and then I'm going to add some herbs that really help you rest and maybe go to sleep, like maybe one to rest and three to like go to sleep. Um, and I just launched an Air One as of yesterday. Congratulations. I'm so excited. It's my Wait. dream. So is that your um, first like brick and mortar distribution? No. So I've oh, been really growing you? my wholesale. So free people. Oh, you're um, at free people. Yeah. Freepeople.com. Okay. Yeah. And it's funny full circle. Cause I used to work for them. Wholesale. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, um, a lot of my fashions and boutiques, like my buyers would reach out to me like, Candace, I'm so proud of you. Like I've seen your whole transformation. I want to carry your brand. I That's have, awesome. I'm in doctor's offices. Um, I'm in like, you know, like integrative kind of doctor's offices and they do really well with it. Um, I'm in boutiques like all all over town, like uh, the Butcher's Daughter, yeah, um, Paz Float Studio. Um, That's so all cool. All the blushing tins, yeah. So mm. I'm getting into wholesale was my background, so this part is easy for me, yeah. Um, and but actually, everyone just been reaching out to me. Like I was featured in Forbes. Get Forbes it. reached out to me. Get I actually it, thought it was a joke. I'm like, is someone like, joking this, me? This is a spam. <laughs> yeah. Do they want money from me? <laughs> That's amazing. I love that um, because I've been to your website and I know you can buy it online, which like yeah. it's easy these days to just order stuff yeah. online. Oh, and I'm on Amazon. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. But, but I love that you're in, um, not just like grocery stores yeah and because it is a beauty product yeah it's like a fashion a meets crossover. wellness over yeah yeah, yeah. I've been seeing really cool. that for a while like one of my talents was always like uh, forecasting and I've mm. been seeing it for many years I, I saw you know fashion and wellness really like intertwining and it's true like some parts of it are kind of like yeah it could be very like overwhelming for probably you know people out there that don't know about it and feel like oh gee I have to spend you know, a million dollars to look and feel good. It's not true. Like just eating whole foods and breathing. And, you know, so it's like, I like to include like these chocolate meditations while you're eating chocolate too. And just showing people you could do simple things like this because, you know, it's wellness gets in some of the space gets a little bit out of control. Absolutely. Yeah. What are some <laughs> of your chocolate meditations? I know. So I've been doing those. It's like grounding meditation. So the owner of Unplugged, I did an event there when uh, about a year and a half ago, right? Maybe about a year ago, actually. Um, and the owner, Susie, she's like, right before I was doing my, my speaking, she comes out and she's like, okay, I'm going to change your mind or blow your mind. I'm going to teach you a chocolate meditation. This is like five minutes before I'm like, have like my first, like speak, you know, like I'm for 40 minutes, I'm just speaking. I was already nervous. I'm like, okay, I've never done a meditation. I got this. And I did it. It seemed simple enough. Um, and then she gave me some pointers after she's like, okay, well, you know, you could do this or that. She's like, you did an amazing job. And so I started doing it. 
started doing chocolate meditations and I got even better at it and people really love it. That's awesome. Well, um, can you share with us, you know, we ask all of our, um, our guests, can you share with us any books or anything that have been like inspiring to you over the course of your journey, other than like these experiences with the meditations and obviously you shared so much, but is there anything that you would like recommend from a reading point of view or a listening point of view that you would like to share? Yeah. So when I first, um, was starting this journey about three years ago, my neighbor, she brought me this book from Brene Brown, mm-hmm. Daring Greatly. She's like, this book is so you, Candace, you need to read it. And then I got really into her. Um, you know, I just, you know, I, I just think it's so great, like what she has done um, and just talking about being, you know, vulnerable. Cause I'd always, I've always been vulnerable, but I've always tried to hide that part. So I'm like, it kind of inspired me to do it more. That was a really great book for me. Um, to thank start you. With. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I don't think we, we love Brene Brown, but I don't think we've been given that referral yet. So yeah. that's great. Okay, good. Thanks. <laughs> and so if anybody is looking to find you on the internet, where can they find you and beauty bar chocolate? Oh, so you can go to beauty bar chocolate on Instagram. I also have, um, another, um, called a whole and happy life where I share a lot of like beauty tips and tricks and my lifestyle from, you know, all kinds of things on there. Um, so yeah, beauty bar chocolate and beautybarchocolate.com on my web. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank I you hope- so much for having me. Yeah, it was so fun. And I can't wait for everybody to, who's listening to try your chocolate because it's so delicious. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch through our website, www.courageouswellnesspodcast.com. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness. Courageous Wellness.